you where you were going 40 miles an hour. This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. Flow Racing is the new home of NASCAR Roots Racing. Subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. See NASCAR legends, past, present, and future battle it out in dirt late models, sprint cars, and more at your favorite tracks every week. Find your next favorite driver by going to flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here's your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew here with you. Coming off a very intense weekend at Darlington Raceway. Cup Series playoffs underway. First race was the Cookout Southern 500. And of the 16-driver playoff field, Every driver had movement on the playoff grid in one form or fashion, except for Kyle Busch. Even though he blew up on Sunday night in the Southern 500, he stays in the 11th playoff gridded position. But everybody else 
had movement one way or the other. The biggest gainer of the week is Christopher Bell. He's up to fourth now on the playoff grid. The biggest loser, Chase Elliott, started in the number one seed. He finds himself going into Kansas as the number nine seed, losing eight positions. And it's usually Kansas that really sets these playoff drivers into fifths. Well, Kansas is earlier this year. So you're going from Darlington to Kansas, always a playoff wildcard event. Now, last week, we had a chance to sit down and visit with all the playoff drivers. Everybody was in a good frame of mind. Wanted to take you back to a couple of visits that we had last week in Charlotte. And we'll begin with Ross Chastain coming into the playoffs, winning a couple of races earlier this year. First year with Trackhouse Racing. Things seem to be off to a great start. And I know there's a lot of excitement over there at Team Trackhouse. You mentioned a moment ago you have a coach. What does that individual coach you with? Driving. Just the art of driving a vehicle to its limit, whether it be a NASCAR Cup Series race car, uh, Xfinity, truck, go-kart, doesn't matter. Right? My job is to ultimately drive fast, and the art of doing that requires constant learning. Do you learn by application? Do you learn by video? Like, How do you go about... Because this car is still brand new, so there's a lot you still don't know and what we don't know. Right. So how, what are the exercises that you go through, and how much time does this take during the week for you to, to uh, engage in? Yeah. I mean, I'm in a unique spot where I don't have family in North Carolina. I don't – I mean, I, I have friends, right, and I see them and I socialize. But I – this these last – really since 2018 have put a – focused effort on my craft ever since I got the 42 Xfinity car at CGR it started at Darlington ironically enough it's been my focus and it there's been you know things that have fallen out of my life because of it but it's been every day I wake up and I try to drive a race car faster and that hasn't always been the case it was how do I find sponsorship it was what team am I going to drive for right now it's just I know I've got teams that will let me drive and I wake up and try to be the best version of that driver I can be. Um, as far as time of day, um, you know, I don't, I don't quite have it all map math, like minute by minute. There's 1,440 minutes in a day. You know, I spend, what do you spend? 30 per, 40, 30% of it sleeping, 40%. I spend the other out of the other, I spend 30% focused on racing every day. It, I mean, it's it doesn't sound like a lot when you put it that way, but it's at least that much. Is that now because it it is taken over your life? I mean, obviously, this you have worked a lifetime to get to where you are right now to run for a playoff and run for a championship. Is this because of that, or has it always been that way? And this is the this is the dessert. This is the just reward by doing all that legwork and all that work. When I got into the sport of NASCAR in 2011, I realized I was going to have to move up here. I was going to have to make some sacrifices. And I didn't really know how to go about it, but I did put my time into it. Once I got fully into Chevrolet and GM in 2018, they are able to coach me through a vast number of people 
that then it became a pointed effort to be better. Before then, it was just time. It really, there was really no strategy to it. I was at, you know, the local gym for 30 minutes running, you know, a mile and lift, getting on a machine. I didn't, had, I had no like specific plan. And since 2018, there's been a specific methodology and a, and a target. It wasn't, it's not always about winning races. It can be about, all right, we're going to go here and we're going to run higher and closer to the wall, something I had never done before. I mean, I remember in 2018, that Xfinity race, I just couldn't imagine running up next to the wall. And now I can't wait. And having that pointed effort and people surrounding me, coaches and peers now, I work out and train with some of these other guys. Um, we've all made the playoffs now. And a year ago, I was the only one that didn't out of our group. I want to ask you about this year and some of the things that have happened. Obviously, it's been well documented that there have been moments where you've not seen eye to eye with competitors on the racetrack. And some have even created you and made you into a verb. I got chastained. You will say that that doesn't bother you. Your, your, your mind and your focus is on winning races and I'm doing what I need to do and all that. But doesn't that bother you at some point that you're putting in this hard work and you're working with your coaches and you're, you're developing all this time and effort to your craft, but then there's that negative side to that, to where people, people can be mean. How do you filter that out? How do you ignore that and compartmentalize it and focus on what you're doing and focus on your energies and not the noise that's going on around some of the things that have happened? Look. Getting chastained is not something new, okay? This has been happening for generations. Now, with my dad and my brother and I, it's been, we forgot our wallet at home and we can't pay for dinner even though we invited you and now you're stuck with the bill. That's getting chastained in the past. Or, hey, you wanna go for a ride to the farm? Sure, well then we make you open 15 gates because we need somebody riding shotgun to open the gates. This is a little different use of it. Um, yeah, look, I don't want people to not like me. I, I'm human. I, I don't want to be hated or booed. Like, no, nobody wants that. But I am learning to navigate my role in this sport. And although I want less scratches on the one car, like, we're going to go race. And at the end of the day, it's just a race. It's not real. It's a sport. It gives people a release from the real world. This isn't, I feel like my life isn't real sometimes. And the fact that we all get to do this for a living and chase our dreams is, uh, is really the ultimate like cool factor that I get to race a car full time. Are you looking forward to the day when comments like that will cease? And do you think you can get to the point where they will? Yeah, this, this sport goes in cycles and you know, this week it's all about the rain and next week it'll be something else. So um, removing myself from those situations and those headlines is a big focus point for me. Um, unfortunately, it has been for weeks and I haven't quite found my way cleanly through a race in a while. Um, but that goal is still there and I want to do that, right? I mean, I, I want to just be under the radar, beat everybody, win the race and not be in the headlines for the wrong reasons. I, I, 
I know it sounds silly to just say it out loud, but that is truly a goal. And for me right now, it's harder than ever to just stay clean. Life is filled with disappointments. Quite frankly, the Motor Racing Network is very disappointed that we're over here dying. We've got no watermelon. So what's going on? Had the fields run dry down in South Florida? Uh, right now, yes. <laughs> yes. They are coming out of Kentucky for us, Owensboro, and Maryland and Delaware out on the, we call it Mardell. I know it's the Delmarva, but out on the peninsula, about an hour south of Dover. The Givens are, everybody is harvesting away up there. Wait, where is this? What are you talking about, hour south of Dover? That puts you in Sussex County. Yep. Right in Sussex County. Lincoln. Right there on Ellendale. 113. Milford. Milton. I can rattle them all. Keep going. Keep going. Um, (laughs) um, Man, I know it. I just can't think of it. Harrington? Um, Yep. Harrington is the way they call it down there. Really? Harrington. Harrington, Delaware. Right on the state line. Some of the fields are in Delmar. Right. Some are in Delaware. They're right on the line, both Mm -hmm. sides. Well, that's good farmland out there. They make more tons per acre of watermelons there than really anywhere in the country. Really? I don't know about the West Coast, but east of the Mississippi, that's those farmers, they crank out the melons there. Well, listen, us Delawareans, we know how to get it done. Well, you deal with the smell, and you get good farmland. You know what I'm saying? Well, trust me, we got a lot of that going on, too. Ross Chastain losing five positions on the playoff grid heading into Kansas this weekend. He'll be eighth on the playoff grid. He's 15 points to the good. Now, let's transition and take you back to the conversation that I had with Tyler Reddick. He actually gained three playoff spots over the weekend in Darlington. He's fifth on the playoff grid. And, of course, Tyler Reddick and Austin Dillon, both Richard Childress Racing drivers, both teams making the playoffs, and they, too, came into the playoffs with a good full head of steam over there at RCR. People will always say, you'll be up against the wall. Oh, he's going to be up there. He's... uh, you're like you and Larson. There's that short list of drivers, and you're part of that. You looking forward to going to Kansas? Absolutely. For, I mean, the reasons you mentioned. When we were there in the spring, uh, we led early, I believe, unless I'm crazy, which I might be a little crazy. I'm pretty sure we led like 30, 40 laps at the beginning of that race. Like, I think we were pretty strong. Um, we had some weird stuff happen throughout the day. Final came off the wall. I got my nose, and I crashed hit the wall so it's a bad finish but we had speed there so i'm excited about that one about that one too have you always been conditioned to run up there up against the wall like have you always been that guy or have you had to ease your way into it and no i I definitely was like i it used to bite me in the in the behind all the time maybe jimmy can remember no i know he can remember but like the specific instances when we would like go to old texas five laps in i'm just like i'm gonna go to the fence five laps in i get past like four or five trucks as they're all ripping the bottom still so it's it's never had a problem jumping up there it's like knowing when it's time to go up there but how do you know how much isn't enough versus too much obviously when you step over the line you're gonna hit it you're gonna hit the wall but to where you can send it in lap after lap so consistent and not get in the fence how do you do that that's a good question. <laughs> I've stumped the driver. Where yeah. Did he go? I mean, I don't know. It's just a, a feel. Um, it, I'm comfortable up there. I know if I hit the wall when I'm running that close to it, I'm not going to hurt the car that bad. If I get tied off a of turn four run to the bottom, I'm like, I got it. I got it. I got it. And I kill the wall. Like, you do a lot of damage. So, 
don't know. For me, as backwards as it sounds, the risk versus reward, I feel like I'm a lot safer running that close to the wall. I may, I may be stuck on it for a second or two. I may scrape it, but I'm not going to go in there and just annihilate the wall. So um, it's speed, but I feel, I don't know, a sense of comfort, as weird as that may sound. Both of the Richard Childress Racing Cup cars have made the playoffs yeah. this year. What kind of energy has that created inside of the organization on top of what was already there? Big power energy. Yeah. Big ECR power energy. Everyone's pumped up. Mm-hmm. Jacked up. I mean, uh, RCR, ECR, the whole complex is very excited for the playoffs, as am I. But uh, certainly it was really cool that we were able to help Austin get the win and get him locked in so that they can go battle for a championship and and you know their postseason like like we are playoffs sorry um so it's good for everybody that we're able to do that and we can now work through a lot of these challenges together take them take us back to that daytona moment when it's getting to the end we've come back after a three hour and 20 minute rain delay we're basically running a bush clash a 19 lap shootout 15 cars on the racetrack half of them torn up including yourself but yet, you find yourself in a position to lend that assistance, just thinking of over, overall and, and what it meant to the race team. What was that moment like for you to be like, hey, I got my, I got my guy in. Hey, we're both in now, and we're going to run for a championship. What was that like coming down to the end? That was really cool. Um, huge sense of urgency getting there. But certainly once I got there, it was, uh, I was very, the adrenaline was really going as we were, you know, counting the laps down. I was like, all right. How am I going to get to Austin's back bumper? That's all I need. I was always trying to figure out what to do. So I knew Noah wasn't going to make a move because he was smart. He knew that if he did, I was not going to go with him. So just waiting for something to happen in front of us. Maybe Austin get a run on Austin. <laughs> Cindric get a run. You know, Dylan get a run on Cindric. But things just happened perfectly to where Noah had to go high and I went low underneath Austin and Cindric, obviously. And uh, got to his back bumper. From that point on, it was for me. It kind of like the, the crazy part was over for me. Like all I knew I had to do is like just get to the white flag lap and just make the most ridiculous blocks if possible. You know, because the next flag would have ended it. And you were prepared to do that. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you bet. It didn't come to that thankfully, but I was ready. I, um, I I look at the races that are coming up here in the playoffs, and you know you try to think about who can excel here, who can excel there. Where not just RCR, but the 18. Like where where do you feel you you will flourish coming up over the course of the playoffs? I mean, this is what's really cool. I look at Darlington, and I know we're great there. I look at Kansas, I know we're great there. Bristol, like I've. I think I've ran there four, five times. I don't know, and I finished in the top five a few times there in a Cup car. Um, where do we go after that? I'm I'm only thinking of the first round, but like we go to got uh, the Roval, got Bristol, got Texas. Not in that order. I mean, if you want Texas Talladega. I mean, I guess the if we want to get really break break down into it, the one round that could be interesting is the round of twelve with Texas Talladega and the Roval. Um, Texas, we have speed, but you just don't know how the race is going to play out. Talladega is a, well, you know, it's crazy. But we're really good at the Roval. And then in that in that round of eight, you know, we're really good at, I feel like we've been really strong in Vegas. We've been awesome at Homestead for a number of years. Um, and then Martinsville is the only one I'm kind of like, I don't know. I don't know how it'll go. Everyone's so close there. So 
There's way more tracks than not that we're really good at, and especially in this first round. Second round's the only one that could be like, eh, I don't know, you know, but I, who, who knowingly is like, oh yeah, I'm great at Talladega, other than maybe, you know, the greats like, like Brad and, and some of these other guys that have won so many races there, you know. I think from that aspect, you know, it looks really good for us. So what have you put into play here? You've obviously been racing for a long time. You have accumulated a, a solid skill set, and you've accumulated experience. Do you put all that together as you are coming into one of the most, I would say, important stretches of your career so far? Because at the end of it, you have the opportunity to be a Cup Series champion. How do you put all that you've learned together and maximize opportunity coming up? Um... Jeez, stump me again. <laughs> We're getting very philosophical. Yeah, I mean, how do I do it? I, I guess breaking that down would be kind of difficult, but like, uh, this makes sense. It's what I try to do every single day. Just go do I it. Prepare. You know, I I feel like every time I hit the track, I'm learning something. Every time I push my mind, my body, or it's training, whatever it might be, it's building building up my knowledge, my experience, whatever it might be. So um, I just feel like I try and live that way, just constantly trying to improve, chase perfection. Um, I'll never be perfect, but like you know, do everything I can to get as close to it as I can, and I just keep working at that. But what is that journey like when you're chasing something that you know you'll probably never take? None of us will. I mean, we're, we're human, but that journey can be exhilarating. It can be frustrating. Yeah. It can be fascinating. Like, how do you go about doing that, knowing that, you know, it's something that never ends as a professional race car driver? Well, I think the very thing that makes it so much fun is the challenge itself. Like, if you knew the at some point in your career you'd just be a Cup Series champion, what fun would that be? you got to work towards it. That was a fun visit there with Tyler Reddick during... NASCAR Media Day. Of course, we'll see how Tyler's able to respond along with Austin Dillon. Austin's got some work to do. He did gain a couple of playoff spots over the weekend at Darlington. Austin, though, four points out of playoff territory, 14th on the grid, while Tyler shot up to fifth on that playoff grid. Now, we put all this together and all the movements and such from Darlington. Well, what's Vegas saying about this weekend's race at the Kansas Speedway, the Hollywood Casino 400. Let's check the odds. Brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Please bet responsibly. Producer Trey is here with our odds update. All right, Mike. Race two of the 10-race playoffs for the NASCAR Cup Series. Heading to Kansas Speedway this weekend for the second time in the 2022 season. And for looking at who I'm going to go with in this weekend's race, I'm going to rewind to what we saw in the Advent Health 400 back in May. Kurt Busch won that race. Kurt Busch not in this race, still recovering from concussion-like symptoms. And the 45 car, Ty Gibbs, not so sure that he is going to contend to win, even though he's a long shot worth looking at. But let's look at the favorites first. It's the Toyota boys. Because Kurt finished first, Kyle Larson was second, and then you had a string of Joe Gibbs racing cars. Denny Hamlin, he's the favorite to win this weekend at plus 550. Kyle Busch right behind at plus 600. Martin Truex Jr. right behind that at plus 700 or 7 to 1. Vegas likes JGR a lot this weekend in Kansas. And I'm going to go with the favorite. 
Denny Hamlin finished second in the Southern 500, had a chance to put the bumper to Eric Jones, but he raced him clean last week at Darlington. I think Denny Hamlin will be the class of the field and will win at Kansas to establish himself as even more of a championship favorite. Now, I mentioned in terms of long shots, you could look at Ty Gibbs because of the 45 car. He's in the 23 now because of the number switch with Bubba Wallace running for the owner's championship for 23 or 11, but he is at plus 3,500 or 35 to 1. But I'm going to go with the other guy I mentioned, Bubba Wallace. Bubba had just as much speed as Kurt here back earlier this year, but he had pit road trouble then. He had a possible winning car. He's 20 to one. So not the biggest long shot you've ever seen, but last week, Eric Jones hit as a long shot. Bubba could hit this weekend as a long shot. He is 20 to one to win in Kansas this weekend. That is the one long shot that I've got circled. Ty Gibbs, you can't count him out. He won here in 2021 in the Xfinity Series as well. So both of the 2311 cars are worth looking at at 20 to one or 35 to one. But I think the 2311 team owner, Denny Hamlin, is the pick to win the Hollywood Casino 400 at plus 550. Thank you, Trey. We're going to have a very busy weekend of racing in Kansas. Coverage will start Friday. We'll have the Kansas Lottery 200 for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. That'll come your way 7 p.m. Eastern Friday night. We've got three broadcasts for you to enjoy on Saturday. We'll kick it off with practice and poll qualifying for the cup cars. That's high noon Eastern. We'll then go into NASCAR Xfinity Series coverage, the Kansas Lottery 300, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. That's the next to last race of the regular season for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Then, after the Xfinity Series cars wrap up Saturday, we'll turn our attention to the Arkham Menard Series. They'll have the Kansas Lottery 150, MRN airtime 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And then we're back on Sunday, playoff race number two for the NASCAR Cup Series, the Hollywood Casino 400, presented by Barstool Sportsbooks. 2 p.m. Eastern Time, that's the airtime for NASCAR Live Race Day. Hope to see you all in Kansas this weekend, but if you can't be there with us, then we will speak with you right here on the Motor Racing Network. Our thanks to producer Trey, the rest of the MRN crew. We thank you for joining us. Thank you for the download. I'm Mike Bagley. We can't wait to get to Kansas for playoff race number two, the Hollywood Casino 400 race weekend. We will chat with you again on NASCAR Live Tuesday and right back here one week from today on Thursday with another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. Do you have an unused car, truck, motorcycle, boat, or RV taking up space? Put it to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Proceeds help fund medical resources for children in our racing community. Your wheels can heal. Call 844-NASCAR-9 and we'll come tow away your vehicle for free. The process is quick and your gift is tax deductible. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to donate your vehicle to the NASCAR Foundation today. Your donation will help our children survive and thrive. 